Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Tom Ford. He's a sales arborist for the Davy Tree Expert Company in Portland, Maine. And Tom, we were talking before we came on down here in Pittsburgh. It's about 25 degrees. What's it like up there in beautiful, sunny Maine? Well, it was about 15 this morning. Thanks for having me, Doug. But um, and it's uh, warmed up a little bit. So yeah, we're about we're about at 30 degrees. So <laughs> when does when does spring really uh, hit its stride up there? Honestly, I mean, it, it varies, you know, obviously from year to year, but, um, you know, probably beginning to mid-April, we hope that we're there, but you never know. <laughs> well, there's, in my opinion, there's no more beautiful area in the country than Maine. I've been up there a couple times, uh, absolutely love it, but I don't know if I can handle the short season. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk today about mulch, a really important topic. And I, I want to start right off with what we a problem we have down here that I want to see if you've got up there. And it's called volcano mulching. And uh, lots of people do it down here. And it's the worst thing for the trees. Do you see it up in Maine also? I'm pretty sure I see that everywhere. All right. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere I've been in the country for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so talk about why it is so bad, what it is and why it's so bad. Mm -hmm. Well, so um, when, you know, planting young trees, especially, and it, it, even older trees, you know, um, we want to see, we want to see the root flare of the trees. Um, so piling up that mulch around the base of the tree actually restricts a lot of oxygen and, and, um, air, you know, air exchange roots have air, air exchange. Um, and people don't like to see roots on the surface. It worries them, but they're there for a reason. Um, and so, you know, tapering out that mulch, you know, just a little bit is goes a long way. It really does. And then how far out should the tree be mulched in general, or does it depend on the tree? Yeah, it kind of depends on the tree. Um, I, you know, I mean, I think a, I think a two or three foot ring around a tree is, is good, you know, as long as, like I said, if you have surface roots that are being run over by a mower every other day or, you know, twice a week, then, you know, you might want to extend that ring out a little bit more for sure. Well, that's a good point, actually, uh, when talking about mulch. That ring is a, is a great way to keep the mower away from the tree. And because I know just from doing this podcast and talking to other arborists that that's a big problem where, where people are, are actually hitting the bottom of the tree with a the mower. They're running over roots, like say it's a maple or a pine with shallow roots. And so keeping that mower away from the base of the tree is important, right? Absolutely. The weed whacker, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Good point. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times I get questions about maples. You know, you brought it up that uh, people don't like to see roots uh, on the surface. But something like a maple, that's kind of how it grows, right? That's just the way it, it yeah, should mo be. Most, most tree root systems are, you know, less than 18 inches deep in the soil. 
You know, a lot of, it's a misconception. We think we have these giant tap roots that go way down in the ground and it's, it's not the case. Um, so talk a little bit about the benefits of mulch. Why are we mulching around the tree besides to keep the mower away? What are the other good things about having that mulch on the tree? Mulch helps moisture. Like you said, it protects the, it protects the base of the tree and the root system a little bit better. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I actually have, there's a, my opinion, I use at my house, I actually use a rough um, compost. Mm. Um, it's very similar, similar to mulch. Um, it's getting harder to, harder to find um, really good mulch. Um, a lot of it is ground up and dyed, um, you know, with colors. Um, and I, I use a heavy, I use a heavy compost. So, yeah, so that's interesting. That's, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, every time it rains, that compost is going to release nutrients. And mm-hmm. so when you say heavy compost, what does that mean? Just the way that it's, it's shredded or, or. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more of a rough compost than you can get a real fine compost for planting flowers and flower, you know, flower beds and gardens and things like that. But um, a lot of compost now and, you know, they're, like I said, it's almost like mulch. It's, it's, uh, it's very, um, uh, very coarse. Yeah. Well, just tell me how the trees react to that because, uh, from a guy who uses a lot of compost, that sounds like a great way, uh, to give trees what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and like I said, at my house, that's what I do. And, um, you know, again, like you said, it keeps the weed, it keeps weeds down. It's not a hundred percent. I mean, you know, sure, just sure. like, you know, um, I try to stay away from landscape fabric. I mean, you can do it around the outskirts, you know, of your beds. But um, what we don't want to do is we don't want to heat root systems up extremely and keep too much moisture in there. It's just like, uh, you know, we want we want plants and we want your, you know, everything else to tell you when it needs water. You know, obviously, if we're in a drought situation, you, you know, you got to water your plants, you know. And, you know, uh, you bring up a great point about landscape fabric because it seems like it'd be a great idea. Like, OK, we put down this fabric. Uh, it, it will it breathes. It lets the uh, it stops the weeds. But then you do have the issue of heating it up. And then after a couple years, if you're putting mulch on top of it, you know, weed seeds always get in there. And I find that eventually two, three, four seasons down the road, people are tearing out that landscape fabric. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, there are some good products, like you said, out there that, you know, um, I put them out on the edges of the bed, you know, maybe a planting bed just to, you know, avoid having to be on my knees all summer. We, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I hear you. So let's talk. You also brought up something that I wanted to ask you about were dyed mulches, you know, from, from in my landscape, that's not for me. I want natural, but is there a, is there a, like a, a scientific negative to the dyes or anything, or is it just a, uh, something not, synthetic? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, it's synthetic. I'm sure, you know, some of that dye is going to be leaching, you know, or, you know, like you said, with, when it rains, um, you know, getting a lot of water on there under the puddle, I'm sure some of that dye is going to leach out of that for sure, you know. And I don't know what the composition of the dye is, but I'd rather not have it on on my plants. Yeah, it makes sense to me too. Uh, 
when do you guys start uh, planting trees, or have you started already? We haven't yet. So Maine is, yeah, we're probably, uh, I mean, we're probably two weeks out, I would say. Right. Yeah. And then when you do plant trees in the spring, is mulch part of the, the deal? Um, it's always an option. Yeah, we always give it as an option to clients. Some people like to do it themselves, and, you know, so, yep. Just school, yeah. school them on how to do it the right way, right? We don't want... Right, right. Yep, absolutely. Yep. We don't want the bottom of that tree uh, covered up, that's for sure. Yep. So tell me a little bit about working up in such a beautiful area. What are some of the first trees to, to leaf out and to flower? Um, magnolia, for sure, is going to be our first flower, pretty much. Um, then we'll probably end up with the crab apples and some of the ornamental trees, um, one of the, one of the latest trees we get is ash. Um, and a lot of times people will call in the spring and think that that tree might be dead, but I'm like, just give it a little bit more time. It'll, it'll come out. So, yeah. and so up there, you're okay with the ashes. Like we've lost all our ashes down here due to emerald ash borer. Mm -hmm. Is it moving that way or is it too cold for the emerald ash borer? No, it is. And we have it. Um, and it's, it's spotty um in certain places but it's been here for multiple years and so we're pretty worried about it yep yeah it's i mean it's, it's seriously wiped out most of the trees here now we're waiting here down in pittsburgh in in our region to see if these ashes will you know they've started to sprout up as little you know root sprouts and such and see if they can continue but you know only time will tell mm -hmm. um i have to think that uh you've got the best summer of any place in the country. <laughs> it's well, yes, but it's the shortest one too. So <laughs> how does that affect tree growth? I mean, when I talk to people like down in Atlanta, one of the things they say is people move there from the North and they're just so surprised at how fast the trees grow. Am I thinking the same thing? Like up there are, are the trees growing slower than they would down further South? I think, yeah, I mean, well, I'm sure they are, but we have, you know, I mean, we, I would say we have average, average growth on, you know, species, um, every year, you know, which is maybe six to 12 inches. Okay. I would say on average, depending yeah. on the species. That doesn't sound too much different than me being, you know, down in the North Atlantic area, uh, mm -hmm. mid Atlantic area. Uh, talk a little bit about how you got into this job, why this job is right for you. Ah, um, well, I started, uh, I started in high school working for landscape companies and working with my brother, uh, doing odd projects, you know, um, I love to be outside doing that kind of work, love trees, love plants, um, went to got a degree in horticulture and arboriculture and uh, made it a career. Nothing like being outside every day. That sounds pretty good, especially in Maine. I mean, during the nice warm parts of Maine, <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and talk a little bit about the relationship with your customers, that part about, I know you love being outside. I know you love uh, helping them out, but I always love to talk to arborists about, being able to come to a property and and save a tree. Uh, our, our trees, you know, as homeowners, they mean so much to us. 
it's it's such a wonderful thing when an expert like you comes and looks and says, and I know it's not always this way, but comes and says, I can save it. We can do this. We can do that. We can do this. And your tree is going to be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, being a homeowner, you know, our homes and our landscapes are so valuable, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, being able to meet with people and discuss and maybe even educate them a little bit, you know, like we're talking about mulch today, you know, most of it. Um, it's uh, it, I mean, it, it, it's a great thing to be able to do, um, you know, and, you know, it's just like other professions, you know, if I need a lawyer, I call, you know, I call a lawyer and get advice from them, you know, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, enjoyable. It's not, not everybody does that with their trees and they should. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, yeah. I told the story, I think it was last week on the podcast where my team from Davey came and I had no idea that I had a big oak tree that was on the decline and it's right over the garage. And he just said, Hey, things got to go. And I was so relieved because he came to tell me that, you know, otherwise one day I'm going to walk out there and my garage is gone. And so, like you said, it's a good point. You know, when you need a lawyer, you call one, when you need a doctor, you call one, when you, somebody should be looking at your trees at least once a year. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's an industry joke that we, uh, we, our arborist necks are always a little sore because we're always looking up, you know, <laughs> not everybody does that. But <laughs> uh, I want to put you on the spot. I want to run through a couple of trees that you might uh, really love for, for planting up in the north there that might not get planted as much as you wish they would. Mm -hmm. And so, so think about that and, you know, we always say on, on the Talking Trees podcast, right tree, right place. But are there any certain specific cultivars or types of tree that you really love uh, that when you find the right spot, you can tell a customer like, you know what, this is kind of cool and not everybody's growing it? Um, yes, uh, there's some specifics to that. And that is we we always want to try to plant native trees but like you said you know certain spots and people want interesting things um we have to be careful of hardiness zones especially up here in the north um so that's an important i see you know i i do tend to see some plants being sold in certain places and i would you know not recommend some of those um well that's you know, gonna drive you crazy that's going to drive it, you it does. Yeah, yeah. As an expert, and you see at a nursery or someplace where they're trying to sell this to the consumer, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, that's a real marginal for this area," and I, I, you know, I feel the same way. I just like I feel so sorry for somebody who might put in a marginal tree, and then they think it's th that they have a brown thumb or something when it doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then we get, we get called and, and ask us, you know, why is this tree not surviving? I'm like, well, it doesn't belong here. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, that, I mean, I hate not pointing fingers, but a lot of that happens in some of the box stores, you know, you, yep. you, a lot of plants that I see in there and they're not, they're not, uh, hardy here, you know? So what kind of native trees up there are we talking about? Maple. I mean, maple is great. Maple is, uh, you know, probably one of our staples. Um, obviously, white pine. We're the we're the pine tree state. <laughs> um, you know, those trees do get large, so like you said, it's important to 
it's important to place them in, you know, right, you know, right plant for the right spot. You know, if you get a great big backyard, you know, that's great. Um, there are some wonderful, uh, you know, sugar maple is a, a staple tree up in the northern tier here. And um, there's some great varieties now that are doing really well. Um, I an, ornament, an ornamental tree that I like, certain ornamental trees n would prefer to have a protected spot. Um, and this is one in particular that does. And it's called Stewardia. Yeah, baby, that's my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's my, my my favorite. Yep. I don't have one yet in my yard because I I have to find the right spot for it. But yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad you brought up sugar maples because again, a lot of times when I talk to arborists, I expect to hear something strange, crazy tree. But boy, I'll tell you what: ninety percent of the arborists come up with sugar maple right off the bat because it's such a beautiful fall tree. Uh, again, you know, finding the right spot for it to get to the right size, but just, just an absolutely great tree. But then you bring up the Stuartia. All right. So, so I, I've talked about Stuartia a couple of times on the show. What is it about a Stuartia that you like? I actually like the form of the tree and I like, so, well, I like the, I like the single stem form of the tree. doesn't always come that way, which is fine. But, um, I just think it has a wonderful flowering, um, a wonderful flower and a, and a great form, um, you know, uh, structure and form. Yep. And hardiness up there. It's, it's cool. Everything's good. Pretty good. Like I said, it, the only, you know, it, it does probably better in a protected location, you know, maybe in a backyard in a corner of the fence or something like that. Um, you know, I wouldn't plant it roadside, but right. And <laughs> you know. even down here, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing yeah. where you want this protected spot and, I put one in three or four years ago and last year was the first year it bloomed. And, oh man, I'm just telling you, mm -hmm. you know, I agree with you. The shape of the tree is amazing. Uh, you know, I love the winter interest of it, but those, there's nothing like those flowers kind of peony like, I guess would be my explanation. I don't know if that's right, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I just, I, I love that tree and I, I feel lucky that it has, uh, I did find the right spot for it. Uh, tell me a little bit uh, before we're, we're done here. We got one more question. What do you get out of this? What do you get out of this job? What's the best thing for you? Uh, I get to work with a lot of amazing people, meet a lot of amazing people, and and I and I, you know, ultimately, I trees are my passion. I, I love trees, you know. So. Well, I, I can't do anything better than that. We're going to leave it right there, Tom. That is great stuff. Uh, I appreciate your time and schooling us on mulching and giving us some ideas for trees and uh, enjoy your summer up there. Uh, it's it's going to get warm soon for both yeah, of us. You, you too. <laughs> Come on up, Doug. All right. Thanks, Tom. Take care. You know, I really would love to see Maine again, maybe this summer. Now get ready for next week's show as we start a two-part series kicking off with the best spring flowering trees for the western U.S. Then the following week, we'll look at the eastern part of the country. I'm looking forward to seeing what the arborists come up with. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast. Where else are you going to have this kind of fun, right? And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>